Welcome to Cowboy Ed, where we ride around all those education issues, try not to step in it, and hopefully throw some solutions out there for us all to, to kind of kind of keep improving this this world of education we all work in. How you doing out there, Maya? Doing great. It's good to be back in Wyoming. I was gone last episode because I was off at a conference. Well, that brings us up to a, a really good point about conferences. So we're really glad that your horse brought you back here and didn't, you know, get lost along the way and you made it back to Wyoming. But we're going to talk all about conferences today just because conferences have always been an important part of education. But over the last few years with the COVID pandemic hitting and those things, conferences went away in a lot of cases and changed in a lot of a lot of other instances where they went to an online mode. And now we're starting to see conferences in person wise kind of come back and people looking at, should I go? Is this worth my time? All those kind of things. So we're going to just maybe throw out some ideas and, and maybe ruffle the, the the range on the horse a little bit and and think about why should you go to conference what should you look for is it worth your time right now so let's just throw that first question out there maya so you just got back from conferences and 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 that what do you think teachers should consider before they take that leap to 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 go to an in-person conference right now Well, I think that there's a lot to consider, especially in today's climate. And and some of that has nothing to do with the content of the conference. I mean, you're talking about should you travel? Where are you traveling to? How much of it is going to cost? You know, gas prices are rising, which means all kinds of travel prices are rising. And, you know, you have to kind of look at that value add, right? But considering your own personal health and safety. And I think that is a thing that we didn't necessarily used to think about when deciding about going to a conference. And so, I don't know, kind of maybe starting in that space, like, is it worth putting yourself out there physically to go to a conference? And I know some conferences aren't in that space yet because they're not quite sure, you know, how teachers feel about it. And so they're still running things virtually. The one I just attended had a balance. So you could attend virtually. You could attend face-to-face. I chose face-to-face and, you know, location and distance away and all that had something to do with why I decided to go face-to-face because I wanted that interaction, right, and experience and, and the networking component that comes with a conference. But I think you have to think about all of those logistics now where you didn't necessarily think of that or at least up front before. Well, you bring up some, that value added statement, I think is really important for us. I, I, I think maybe education in its own way was spoiled a little bit before the pandemic that professional development money was available and teachers uh, I kind of had a lot of opportunities, maybe not every school, but a lot of teachers and, and especially teachers across Wyoming had a lot of opportunities to go and attend conferences. Uh, but as, as the pandemic hit and funding issues created a, a, a ripple, what we get out of a conference became 
or is becoming more of a more of a powerful statement that value added what are we going to get from this that i couldn't get potentially from online or other sources and and i guess i would throw that tidbit out there if you will well, what are you going to do with it when you come back uh, anybody that's listening that's been in education a while knows that conferences have their own social appeal for maybe maybe a lot of wrong reasons uh, to, to, to be honest but there's a social aspect to those those things and in doing that when those teachers come back all the teachers that didn't go what is being shared what is being put out there what how's it and and truly in the end how is that dollar spent coming back directly to benefiting and helping kids so you know that value added has a lot of components you talked about proximity uh the, the cost to get there the duration that you're gone a lot of conferences are during summer as well as there's a lot during the school year does it take you away from your students? Does it take you, uh, you know, where we're, we're, we're adding to the sub shortage kind of deal? All those pieces. But I, I, I think you really did hit, hit a big point. Most teachers out there, we prefer to be in person. We'd prefer to have that in-person interaction with our students. And for that same reason, we go to a conference to get those mental health energizers, if you will, those speakers, those ideas, you're surrounded by lots of people that are hopefully excited about education that recharge that fire that we had. And that value of in-person can't ever be just thrown away because it is important. So I, wow, I, I let the horse just fly, get away from me there, Maya. What threw a lot out there. What, what do you, what are you thinking? Oh, I think you're exactly right. You know, thinking about how I explain to undergraduate students or even graduate students about this component of, you know, professional development, you talk about being re-energized, you talk about refueling, learning new things. But I think a key part of that is being able to network with like-minded people outside of your local space. And, you know, in higher ed, especially at somewhere like UW where we don't have huge departments of the same content, right? I, I thrive on being able to interact with people that do similar work as I do. And I think that's the same for K-12. I mean, you have your teams and you have, you know, the faculty that you work with in your school or your district, but sometimes it's really nice to connect with people who share the same, you know, pedagogy or passions about what should be happening in your science class or, you know, whatever that content area is. And to be able to build those relationships and talk about the work that you do, it is really exciting. And I think that that's, that's an important piece that is, you know, it is one of those value adds and it's not necessarily something that you bring back to your district because it's personal to you, right? It's your opportunity to be a professional and be respected for the things that you know and to have other people you know, value that about you as a professional. And I think that goes right into teachers who choose to present at conferences, right? They're out there sharing their work and the things that they're doing. 
and having that opportunity to shine and, and share their expertise with others. And, you know, there's a lot of collaboration and mentoring and, you know, but it's, I guess to kind of bring that back, it's the new ideas that you can then bring home with you to share. And, you know, what does that look like? And you, you framed that idea as, you know, if the district's paying for your, your trip to this conference, you know, what are they getting out of it? And so, you know, you've been to conferences. How do you curate some information at a conference and then bring it back? Like, what does that look like in a K-12 space? So you pose, you know, you threw a lot of good questions out there. And in the K-12 space, it, conferences can do, they definitely try to create themes and try to create angles on what you, what you do with that. But, and, and teachers, I, I, I can't speak for all teachers. I do think location, especially uh, during their off time, their summers and those kind of things. But I do think location plays a big deciding factor in why they want to go somewhere because they want to not be under the, the I'm, this is my community, this is the I. They just want to go and just learn and just be a student, if you will. And, and that creates that kind of interesting dynamic for teachers as they make those choices. Because there's also that idea that we've all been around teachers that go to a conference and, and come back and say, well, they didn't get anything good at it. And what that tells me is if you didn't get anything valuable from a conference, then that means you have a ton a ton of stuff to share because you really are good in the classroom. And and I don't mean that sarcastically. I mean, if I go to a conference and think, wow, this is terrible, then that means I'm doing things pretty good in my classroom. And I should probably look for an opportunity to present or speak or share my energy about whatever those ideas are. Uh, we have to be cautious in that environment as teachers to not getting in the habit of, I went to this conference and it was terrible. Because everybody hears that and then that trickulates throughout our entire story about education and so we we need to be thinking about that as we as we go i do want to pause for one second and just throw out here because i don't i mean we talk about the good the bad and the ugly on cowboy ed but we got to be careful i i'm not a doctor i'm not a lawyer but um, as you look around the country, you can simply run a quick Google search and you can find there's professional conferences for every profession. And if you Google like news stories about those, you can find that those professional conferences for doctors or lawyers or, you know, whatever, uh, town supervisors, there's, there's conferences pretty much for everybody. They kind of have a similar persona. Uh, there are some good things done, but then they have a tendency to also have, you know, some unchecked pieces as well. So with all of that, we kind of, we're, we're, teachers aren't a lot different than everybody else. We just need to be careful with that. So I'm going to shift us just to throw this back at you, Maya. I, I think there should be, as a teacher, we all need a personal checklist. Uh, maybe even as a, a district, as a school, as a college, we need a, a, a simple checklist for what what do we need to do to truly assess the value of this conference based on pre and post so i'll throw one out and i'll i'll throw it right to you after i throw one out and we'll just kind of go back and forth so i think the the first thing 
I think that districts, teachers, everybody needs to to put on their checklist is how am I going to share this with my colleagues when I get back? I think that's number one most important. How am I going to share this with my colleagues uh, when I get back so that it possibly can impact more than just my classroom or my students? How about you? Oh, I think that's that's a really important piece of it. And, you know, that can happen in in PD or messaging it out or, you know, I don't know, lots of ways. But I think in addition to that, it's about a match of content philosophy, approach, mission of the school or the district or, you know, whatever. Finding that match is really important. In higher ed, I attend conferences that are aligned with my professional organizations. And K-12 does that to some regard as well. But is it aligned with, you know, what is going on in your, your local environment? Because if you go somewhere and you bring back a great idea and it's a mismatch to what you're trying to accomplish in your day-to-day work, then, you know, everybody just wasted their time and money because you can't do anything with that information. So I think alignment is, is maybe that next thing on the checklist. I'll jump right out to that and say, I mean, I think that's perfect. I'll, the, the piece I think we miss out on, the next thing on that checklist is, is there somebody in your building, in your district, or in really close proximity that is truly an expert in that area? Uh, I think sometimes we have to hear it from somebody else. And there may be an amazing person that is doing, um, you know, maybe even have spoke about those things within your own district, in in your own building. And because they're too close, we don't even take the time to look. Uh, We look at a trip to Florida or a trip to, you know, uh, Philadelphia or something instead to try to find a person that far away when, when there is an expert. So I think that checkpoint number three would be, is there anybody in your district building community proximity that really is an expert on that before you commit to something further away. Back to you. I think that, you know, thinking about it from the administrative district perspective, is the cost feasible? And by what I mean by that is sometimes conferences are really expensive and sometimes that's driven by the location or the timing or, you know, whatever, if it's prime travel season to that area. But I think the organizations themselves and the fees just for attending the conference are all over the place. Are you getting a good bang for your buck, right? I mean, it's really what it comes down to. And there's so many organizations out there that unless there's a reason to spend, you know, $500, $800 to go just to walk in the door, you know, there's probably a cheaper one that might serve your purposes even better. So I think doing your research. So I guess I'm given two. Bang for your buck of the cost of the conference and then doing your research about what organizations are putting out the conferences, right? What is out there that you can attend? So I'm going to kick it right back to you since I did too. Well, I think we've got a pretty good list going here. I mean, as we're talking about costs or local needs, um, what are you going to do with it when you get back? Is there anybody in proximity that is an expert on it that can share with you uh, your your bang for your buck? I think all of these are are critical pieces. Uh, And 
I still come back to this simple idea, which I, I, I think is really important. And I, and I guess I asked when I was in that role, when I had teachers coming to me to go to conference, would you go to this conference on your own time versus school time? As blunt as I can put it, that's an important question. Um, I think if a teacher is vested in that idea and it's valuable to the school, classrooms, all those things, would you go to it on your own time, summer? Maybe would you go to it over spring break? Would you go to it over your Christmas break? Or would you only go if it is during the contract year, if you will? Oh, I think that is like the the summary of the list right there. That's an amazing question to ask. And, you know, I think that that speaks to all of that value add that we're talking about. If it is valuable enough that you're willing to spend your own time and money to go to it, then the district should support that, right? And teachers need that kind of support to to engage in professional development and stay renewed and be able to bring that energy back, you know, to their classroom, to their school district, whatever. So, yeah, I think that's a great end to the list um, to ask that question. So there you have it. We saddled up the horses and we talked all about conferences today. Uh, how, you know, kind of almost how to get there, what to do, um, thinking about whether you should even saddle the horse up and go. But you know, conferences are coming back and school districts are going to have some both state and federal money that's that's available and making the best use out of that money is is important. It's important. Let's just call it how it is. It's important for teachers and their energy, but it's it's truly important for our students and where our students go in the next few years for sure. But with that, this rides came to an end. So let's Head them up. Move them on. Move them on. Head them up. Head them up. Move them on. Cowboy Ed. On the run.